Welcome to Makers on the Rise, a collaborative podcast hosted by me, maker and photographer, Christina Nicole. Makers on the Rise is for product-based creatives who own their own business and want to learn how to grow a profitable, sustainable, and scalable brand aligned with their personal values and goals. Tune in for real conversations and coaching focused on elevating your brand. Are you ready to rise? Hello, loves. Welcome to episode six of the Thriving on Etsy series. Today, I want to talk to you about product photos and descriptions on Etsy. Now, the reason I decided to combine product photos and descriptions into one episode is because they both deal with communication. The goal of your listing description and your listing product photos is to communicate the most important information about your product and your shop with potential buyers. Now, in this episode, I will be putting a higher focus on product photos, though. I teach my students to emulate their description with their product photos, so they really go hand in hand. And the reason I'm putting a higher focus on product photos is because they just carry more weight when it comes to your Etsy shop. Your listing and thumbnail image is the first thing that a shopper is going to see when they're scrolling through Etsy search. And if you've ever wondered why people aren't clicking on your listings, more than likely it's your product photos. If you create a product of value that people are searching for and you have great SEO and you're being found in search, but you still aren't getting shoppers to click on your listing, it's because you aren't grabbing their attention with a stunning product photo. So the reason that the shopper is scrolling past your product in search is because your image isn't appealing, relevant, or eye-catching. You are blending in with all the other noise and you aren't making any kind of impact on the shopper. When you have an appealing image, one that looks professional and stands out, you can grab the shopper's attention and generate interest. The quality of your image alone is grabbing their attention, but you can't fully grab their attention with with just an aesthetically pleasing image. You have to also be able to effectively communicate with the right customer. You may have heard it called your ideal customer, your dream customer, Um, a customer avatar. And when you can communicate with the right customer, you can replace the in-person buying experience for them. Now, when you learn how to take appealing images that speak to the shopper, that's when you learn how to fully grab their attention. And images that effectively communicate evoke a response from the shopper. And at the end of the day, that's the goal because you want them to click on your listing. When selling on Etsy, taking high quality product photos is critical to the growth of your shop. A bad photo will get you overlooked in search and a lack of photos could prevent you from making a sale no matter how amazing your product actually is. You've ever heard the phrase, a picture is worth a thousand words? Well, in your case, a picture is worth a thousand words, clicks, sales, and dollars. The quality of your image will directly reflect the quality of your sales. You have to remember that a lot of times an image will be the first interaction your dream customer has with your brand. It's like meeting for the first time. So what kind of impression are your images making? Are they professional looking? You know, perception is a tricky thing. And if the quality of your images aren't that great, the perceived value of your product is directly affected. Low quality images equal low quality products in the eyes of the shopper. 
So not only do you have to learn how to effectively communicate through your visuals, you have to learn how to take a technically great product photo. I'm speaking directly to light, focus, styling, and composition. When your images look high quality and your messaging speaks to the shopper, they feel like they can trust you as a brand. Another reason product photos carry more weight in your Etsy shop is because Etsy actually makes it very difficult for shoppers to see the listing description. So on the browser, the description is a drop-down option, and you actually have to click more to view the entire description. And then on mobile, it's just a small blue link that says read item description. So buyers actually have to search for the description and click to read part, if not all, of the description of the description. This important information isn't readily available to the shopper. And that's why it's so incredibly important to make sure the most important information about your product and service is also in your product photos. Now let's take a step back quick and look at the bigger picture so that you can understand just how important your descriptions and your product photos are, why they matter and the role that they play in your Etsy shop. So ultimately, at the end of the day, more than likely, your goal is to make money, right? So if making money is the result that you want from your Etsy shop, then you need to work backwards to see what it's going to take to get there. Now, you can't make money if you don't have any sales, but to get sales, you have to have customers to sell to. And to attract customers, you have to create something of value that people want or need. So we're looking at to make money, we have to make sales. To make sales, we have to have customers. And to attract customers, we have to create something of value. So we need to start with value. You need to understand why your product or service is valuable and who it's valuable to. Who is shopping for your product and why do they want or need your product? What problem are you solving for them? Or maybe what need or desire are you meeting? What makes you different from your competition and sets you apart? These are questions that you should be asking yourself before you can ever create product descriptions or create product photos that actually positively impact your sales. You need to have a clear understanding of who you are selling to and how your product or service is valuable to them. Once you understand that value, only then can you effectively communicate it in your product descriptions and photos. That's the goal of the listing descriptions and photos. The goal is to communicate the most important information about your product and service so that you can attract the right customer and make them feel confident about purchasing it from your shop. We talked about a positive customer experience in episode four. Communication is the core of that positive experience. So to make things a little easier, let's, let's start by breaking this down into four steps. The who, the what, the why, and the how. So step one is who are you selling to? You need to keep in mind that without customers, you have no potential for sales. And without sales, you have no business because you aren't making any money, which means no profit. So you need to get to know your customers. You need to communicate with them. You need to listen to their requests, listen to their questions, their objections. Developing an ideal customer or what others call a dream customer or a customer avatar, it's something that kind of develops over time. And knowing who the right customer is for your product and what their life looks like 
It will really help you when it comes to creating styled and lifestyle images when you're picking out props or picking out a specific setting. Um, you want to be picking out props and settings that are relevant to your ideal customer, something that they're going to connect with. So for me personally, as a coach, I talk a lot about personal brands when it comes to handmade. Handmade is you are putting yourself into your physical product. So why would you not necessarily be the face of your brand? And when it comes to personal brands, your ideal customer very, very much emulates like a version of yourself. So when I was running Silva Design, we created home decor for people who had a very similar style to us. So I was creating establishment signs and we have a very farmhouse style. We are very natural. We use a lot of essential oils. We have a lot of plants in our home. We don't use any chemicals. Um, we're moving towards more natural eating. We garden, we do all kinds of, like when you look at what we stand for, when you're looking at our values and things that we believe in, we want to attract that same type of customer. So when it comes to any types of props that I'm putting into the images, any types of, of settings that I'm using, they very much emulate like our style because that's we want to attract like-minded people. So an example of that would be when we're creating like a gallery wall for one of our wood signs, we're going to pick things that will appeal to our customer. We want them to be able to visualize that sign in their house with kind of a similar style so that they can be inspired to purchase our product and use our product kind of in the, in the same way. When it comes to the props that we're picking, we might be picking like real, you know, natural plants, or we have a lot of, because of our, our farmhouse type style, we have a lot of wicker. So just picking, picking out different props and settings that your ideal customer will connect with is super important because it helps them visualize using your product or visualize having your product. Or a lot of times when it comes to meeting a desire, that desire is status. So if you can show them a space or a setting that they dream of having, and by purchasing your product, maybe they can start to achieve that type of setting. You really have to kind of get into their minds and think about what they would use. Another example that we talk about a lot is say that, say you're selling coasters and the end table has like a lamp on it. Maybe it has a specific like coaster. You've got a specific drink, like what type of coffee mug are they using? That's important. What type of drink are they going to have in that coffee mug? Are they chocolate drinker, tea drinker, coffee drinker? Um, if they have books on their end table, what type of books are they reading? When it comes to imagery, seeing things that we connect with that we've experienced that are something that we enjoy. It just creates that connection and it allows for them to feel more connected to your brand. So just all different kinds of things to think about, but to be able to emulate all of this information inside of a photo, you have to really understand who your ideal customer is. And for makers, my recommendation is to kind of always start with somewhat of a version of yourself because we put so much of ourselves into our products 
we really are kind of personal brands and we are the face of our brand. And when it comes to your values, your beliefs and all of that, you really want to consider incorporating that and then use your communication with your customer to get to know them a little bit more and see who you are potentially attracting through that. Because whatever you decide to put into your images when it comes to style and lifestyle images, when it comes to props and settings, what you put in there is going to attract a very specific person. Okay. So think about who you want to attract. And step two, we're going to talk about what the features of your product and service are, meaning why is your product or service valuable to shoppers? Uh, features are basically facts about your product. So if you offer different colors, what colors are you offering? If you offer different sizes, you offer different types of material. Um, does your product do something specific? This is kind of where value comes into play. Like why is your product valuable? It doesn't necessarily have to be when it comes to value. It doesn't necessarily have to be just about your product. It could be uh, about your service too. So you're looking at features of your product and in your, of your service. We had a top selling establishment sign for civil design. Some of our features were the size, right? So the specific size was the feature. Um, we actually did woven rope through our wood sign. So that was an additional feature. And that was a feature that no other sellers were doing. We had three designs when it came to our establishment signs, we had five different colors. We had some of our signs had two different stain colors, but this particular product only had one stain color. We went with our best selling because to be able to get to then my next point, which is going to be a service feature, we offered one to three day processing. And to do that, we had to have the signs constructed and stained and ready to be pulled off shelf to personalize, to get them out in one to three days. So one to three days was a feature of our service. Uh, we also did gift wrapping. That was another feature of our service. So other features could be if you offer free shipping, that's a feature of your service. If you offer a free gift, that's a feature of your service. If you have different variations, we talked about design, we talked about size, we talked about color. Just think about all the important facts about your product and create a product and service and create a list of those for step two. And then going into step three, step three is the why. So understanding why those features actually matter to the shopper. So we talk, when it comes to sales, we talk a lot about features and benefits and benefits are actually what sells. Nobody cares that you offer five colors. Okay. Why does that matter to them? When I say a feature of offering one to three day processing, okay, that's a great feature, but that, that, that doesn't say anything. Why does that matter to the shopper? So when we offered one to three day processing, typically what you can do is you can add a benefit on top of a feature by using a so that statement. So here's an example. We offer a one to three day processing so that when life gets in the way, you can still purchase a personalized gift for your loved one to show them how much you care. Okay, so we knew by communicating with our customers, we knew that people were requesting faster processing times because a lot of our sales came from gift purchases for birthdays, weddings, and Christmas with the establishment signs. 
And a lot of our shoppers were very busy and would forget to purchase something, but they wanted that unique product. So they wanted to purchase from Etsy because they wanted to be personalized and handmade. So when we got a lot of requests for faster processing or faster shipping, we decided to streamline our system and create a process that allowed us to get that personalized gift out in one to three days so that our customers could still purchase a gift that showed their their recipient that they cared. Okay. So you really want to think about what features you have, but then connect that feature with the benefit. So when you pick the feature, think about why does that feature matter to my customer? Why is it important to them? Going into step four, we're talking about how we're going to communicate all this information that we just developed. How are we going to communicate the features and benefits of our products? When it comes to listing descriptions, it's best to always kind of use short bullets with the features and benefits to make it easy to read instead of doing like paragraph form. And when it comes to product photos, we're going to be looking at different types of product photos that you can use. So Etsy allows you 10 spaces for images. So 10 different images that you could be using. And two of the biggest mistakes that I see is either I go into a listing and they only have two images. Or I go into a listing and they have 10 images, but they're basically all of the same images. Maybe it's like different angles. And this is what I call opportunity lost. So each image is an opportunity to communicate information with with the shopper. And when you know what it is that you want to communicate, that'll help you kind of determine what types of images you're going to need to use. And when it comes to product photos, the types of images you put in your FC shop will depend on what type of product you sell. So I'm going to go over 12 potential types of images that you could be using for your Etsy listing. And I I want to remind you that it's important to remember that each image serves a specific purpose and you want to be very intentional, intentional about the images you choose because each image is an opportunity to provide the shopper with information that'll help them feel confident in purchasing from your shop. So the first type of image, and we're going to talk about this one first, because a lot of times it's the thumbnail image and that's a studio shot. So I teach a studio shot on a pure white background. Etsy does not require a pure white background. Okay. When Etsy talks about the studio shot, they say that a studio shot is a clear way of showing the potential customer what you are selling and that they are, that customers are drawn to bright photos that show off the product. They classify it as the product on a plain background with plenty of white. So Etsy does not describe the studio shot as a product photo on white. They just say a plain background, just the product, clear, light, bright, airy, all of that. Clear photos help to set a realistic expectation of what the customer will be receiving. And this helps to avoid the hassle of returns and exchanges. Studio shots are a good opportunity to photograph like listing variations. So when it comes to the studio shot, you're going to take, it's going to be just the product um, on a white background or a light background. And you may potentially do a few different product angles. You can also do, like we talked about, do like if you offer four different colors, the product in four different colors, then take four studio shots, 
one of each color, and then you can potentially um, link them to the color variation. So when they go in to choose the variation inside your listing, it'll bring up the photo that's linked. And that's super helpful. If you offer too many colors, then we'll get into this later in the list. Um, I recommend doing a variation shot that has all the variations in one image. But the product photo on white, the studio shot on white is just really a good way to show exactly what the customer's going to receive. When the photo is done on white, it actually shows the product truest to real color. And I won't get too deep into this because again, it's not an Etsy requirement to have the product photo on white. Amazon requires it. It's just good practices for Google SEO. Eventually down the road, I want you to anticipate that that's the direction Etsy will go because that's just the direction that artificial intelligence and machine learning is, is it's trending that way. And like I said, without getting into too much detail, that trend, we're, we're fighting that battle of robot versus human in the sense of humans will always be connected, more connected to styled and lifestyle images. But when it comes to search, the more advanced search gets the easier they're going to try to weed through products. And you want your keywords to match what's in that first thumbnail image. And by having a product photo on white, the image recognition that the AI does is going to just make it easier if the product photo is on white. So I do believe that in time, that is the direction Etsy will be going. The second potential image that you can use in your Etsy listing is going to be a detailed shot. So it, you offer a specific type of material, or maybe there's just something super specific about your product, um, you're going to want to make sure you have a detailed shot. Now, remember that the detail shot, the point of the detail shot is to show that detail. So you may not have the whole product in the detail shot. You want to move in closer and you want to really capture the detail that's going to set your product apart. Third is the scale shot. So when it comes to scale shot, we're basically showing size, but we want to show it in a way that's relevant to the product and the shopper and to let them, to give them relevance of size. So a great example is jewelry. I had a student who created gorgeous jewelry and in a studio shot, the ring looked totally normal. And then when it was on a model in a lifestyle shot, the ring was in fact actually very, very large, like much larger than your standard ring. So that scale shot allowed the customer to see that the ring was much larger, even though you potentially put the dimensions into your description. We already talked about the description being kind of hidden. So you want to be able to show that size variation. Now for me selling wood signs, what I would do is I would actually take my image and throw it into Canva and I would actually use like lines and then write the dimensions to show the dimensions instead of using like a ruler or making it look kind of cheap. I would go in and actually add type in and add that, that text to make it look a little more professional. Number four is a styled shot. And then we're also getting into number five. So number four is styled shot. Number five is a lifestyle shot. And the reason I'm going to kind of talk about these together is because they, there's a lot of confusion around them. Typically a styled shot just has relevant props. And then a lifestyle image is more about uh, the setting and how the actual product is being used. So a styled shot 
for let's go back to the ring example style shot you may have where where does where does that ring live when it's not on the person that's using it so maybe you have like a little ring dish that you put it on and it's on a nightstand like what would be on that nightstand uh things to think about then like what kind of props are you bringing in that's going to make that setting relevant to the shopper and then when it comes to a lifestyle image again we talked about showing that product in use So sometimes images can actually serve for two different things. So a lifestyle image for that ring would be an actual person wearing the ring, which would also work as a scale shot. So in that specific instance, the scale shot and the lifestyle shot were kind of tackled two important things. So it was one photo, but it showed scale and it inspired use. So that happens sometimes too, where one image can actually provide multiple, multiple details or show multiple features. When it comes to styled and lifestyle shots, these are the ones that are most important when it comes to understanding who your ideal customer is or who you're trying to attract. Again, you want to be using props and settings that are relevant, not only to the shopper that you're trying to attract, but also to the product itself. A lot of times I see props that just have have no relevance whatsoever. That's probably one of the biggest mistakes that I see um, with Etsy sellers when it comes to styled images. They're choosing props that have nothing to do with the actual product. Um, Even though they think there's like this connection, there's not an actual sales connection or an inspired um, connection as far as use. And then most sellers aren't doing lifestyle images. And I'm telling you right now, that's that's something that you really need to put some weight into, whether you learn to take your own or you do collaborations with photographers or you hire a product photographer. Lifestyle images will really up your game when it comes to making sales. Uh, inspiring that use shows the benefits and benefits are what sell. Now, I have some students who join me and they learn how to take their own product photos. Uh, they do a lot of their studio shots, their, you know, detail shots, scale shots, their packaging, all that kind of, all the ones we're getting into. And then they will either collab with photographers to do style and lifestyle, or they'll hire somebody to do lifestyle. But there's a lot of different ways and options to go about it because lifestyle images are, are hard. I'm, I'm, I will not deny that when it comes to having models readily available or having a space that or having a setting that looks nice and professional and of high quality that can be difficult sometimes for makers to create but there's a lot of different different options for getting those types of images and those types of images are very benefit based and again benefit sell going into number 6 Number six is a variation shot. And again, we talked about this. You can create individual variation shots and link them to your variations in Etsy. But if you have a lot of variations and you don't have the potential of taking an image of every single one, then my recommendation is to put them into one image. And the way that I would go about doing that is take them each individually um, on white and then go into a program like Canva or Photoshop and put them into one image to show all the variations in one image. Uh, Number seven is going to be a group shot and a group shot is intended for upsell purposes. So when you sell, let's talk, let's talk jewelry. When you sell jewelry, like say you sell the necklace individually, but you also have a ring and a bracelet that match. So maybe you take like an image that 
you know, maybe shows her holding the necklace and then visually you can see the ring and you can see the bracelet, right? So that's called a group shot. It's showing products that would work well together, which is going to work for upsell purposes and potentially increase your, your cart value. And how you want to potentially go about doing that is to make sure that the shopper doesn't get confused because a lot of shoppers, I think, tend to get confused is you might want to take that picture and then again, go into Canva and create like a text graphic on the side that says uh, pairs nicely with our ring and bracelet not included in this, in this listing or something. Now, when it, let's talk a little bit about, about text. Etsy does not frown upon text, but it's not the best habit to form because it is frowned upon when it comes to um, like Google SEO being Google SEO compliant and also, you know, on Amazon. So it's a great way to add additional information to be very clear about uh, your product and your service, but it's not something you want to get huge into a habit with and not something you necessarily want to do on your own website. It's a great option for Etsy, just not beyond Etsy. Number eight is the packaging shot. So especially if your product is purchased a lot for gifts, or if you have a gift option, you can show how that product is packaged or gift wrapped. And then especially if you offer gift wrapping, but it doesn't come with the product. So if you offer gift wrapping, this could go into two forms. So this could be a packaging shot or essentially a gift wrapping shot. So packaging, like if you sell jewelry and you put all of your pieces in one box, then show that that box because that's how they're going to receive it, right? And then if you offer gift wrapping, and again, you want to upsell that, you can show the product, how it's gift wrapped it. And then again, add a little text graphic on the side that says click gift wrapping at checkout or add, you know, gift wrapping to your order. Next is the process shot. Now a process shot is basically showing the customer behind the scenes um, of the product and what you are working on. So the processing shot is a great way to give them a sneak peek, to allow them to feel connected to your work, to make them feel like if they purchase from you, they're purchasing from something bigger than themselves and they're contributing to something, which is a huge a huge desire that a lot of people have is to feel like they've contributed to something bigger than themselves. So I highly recommend processing shots. A lot of makers are hesitant to do them because they don't want to show behind the scenes. They don't want to, you know, show their process. Obviously don't give away your most important information. If that's something uh, that sets you apart from your competition, but just giving them a sneak peek into you physically creating the product, having your hands on the product. Not only does it just confirm that it's handmade, again, it lets them in on your process and makes them feel like some, they're a part of something bigger than themselves. Number 10 is an assembly shot. So if your product actually requires assembly, you could show them what the product looks like before assembly. Um, you can give them some instructions, like do a little text graphic, giving instructions on how to assemble or easy assembly. There's a lot of different ways you can do that. Number 11 is just any additional features that you have. Like if your product folds up easily or it stores away nicely, like just think about additional features that not necessarily every product will have, but something that sets your product apart. What are those additional features? How can you visually show that? And can you enhance 
that experience by adding some kind of text onto the image to make it more clear. And number 12 is reviews. So if you're having trouble filling those 10 spots, you can always do a product photo and then include, you know, an amazing review that you had. Remember, it's really important to choose reviews that are going to answer questions or answer objections that people may have. And overall, when it comes to going back to kind of talking about the text, you're going to add text into your product photos. You want to make sure that an actual photo of the product is included in there. Don't just do like text graphics. You want to make sure that you do like a product photo and then you maybe do like a color overlay on part of it and put the text inside that color block. But don't just do like text, like graphic in for a product photo, like make sure you're always including a product photo in there. And before I close out this episode, I do want to talk a little bit about Etsy's image requirements. Now, Etsy does have the option for 10 photos. Etsy does recommend that you shoot in landscape. So this is very difficult for makers because we pick up our phone and our phone is in like portrait mode, right? Vertical. We use our phones vertically. We don't necessarily, it's not second nature for us to turn our phones sideways and shoot in landscape. Tell you right now as a product photography coach, always shoot your photos in landscape. Whether you have a tall product that works better, better vertically, you, when you shoot in landscape, the image is just so much more versatile. You can still do vertical images, cropping vertical images from those. It's just so much more versatile for resizing. So just get into the habit of shooting landscape. And when you go into doing your first thumbnail image, if it's vertical, it will be, your product more than likely will be cropped out. So shoot landscape, upload them landscape. Now, when it comes to the actual aspect ratio, I do a lot of testing on this. Etsy recommends a 4-3 aspect ratio, but I personally still recommend a 5-4 aspect ratio. And the reason that I recommend a 5-4 is because Etsy actually, Etsy's thumbnail, the first thumbnail image actually displays differently on different devices. And the only device that the thumbnail images image displays at a 4-3 aspect ratio is on Android devices. So Etsy's thumbnail image, the last time I tested it, which was just a couple months ago, displays at a 5.4 on Apple, so iPhone and Mac, and on PC. So more people are going to see the thumbnail on those devices at a 5.4 aspect ratio. So really, there's not a huge difference between 5.4 and 4.3. So use either or. If Etsy's making that adjustment for those devices, there's not a lot that's going to get cropped out. So just make sure you're leaving some space around your actual product so that the actual product does not get cropped out. And it's just a little bit. Now, image resizing is something that a lot of makers struggle with. It's actually a three-part process. It's adjusting the aspect ratio, which is cropping, uh, adjusting the image size, and adjusting the file size. And Etsy does state in their handbook that if the file size is larger than one megabyte, that it may have trouble loading into the listing. But if you need extra help on image sizing, I have a whole YouTube video that goes step-by-step on all three processes. So I will link that in the show notes below. I know we talked about a lot of information. So just a quick recap here. 
to be as successful as possible, you want to make sure that you understand that product photography is all about communicating with the customer, communicating the most important information about your product, your service, and buying from your shop. When it comes to your description, it's the same thing. It's just in a verbal form and photography is nonverbal. So with Etsy specifically, we're taking that description, right? And we're trying to emulate the product, product and service features and benefits in our product photos. And then we may be adding some text to those product photos just to make sure that some of the information is very clear in case they don't read the product description, but to communicate as best as possible, there's four steps. You want to understand who you're communicating to, what you're communicating, why it matters to the customer, and then how you're going to communicate that, meaning what types of product photos are you are going to use. Are you ready for more clicks and more sales on your Etsy listing? Attract more customers and make them feel confident in purchasing from your shop with product photos that look professional, connect, and communicate the most important information. Transform your Etsy listing product photos with the Etsy Photo 5-Day Challenge at EtsyPhotoChallenge.com. That's EtsyPhotoChallenge.com.